What's up, y'all? It's Lee. I'm Jordan. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Join us weekly to learn how to mind your business. Or at the very least, be able to tell people how to mind theirs, honey. Drop the beat. (laughs) Mind it, (laughs) hope. Over recording. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's on. All right. Welcome to episode fourteen. Fourteen. See, I don't ever know what episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like twelve. Mm-hmm. Episode fourteen. Yeah. We in this thing. We in here. We. This is a thing. We in here that's and crazy. out here. That's crazy. We've been doing this for fourteen weeks plus. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Three months. Four yeah. months, three, three months. Yeah, we're in our fourth month. Okay. So welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Lee. Oh wait, we don't have to say that. I mean you can. <laughs> That's Lee. I'm Lee. Well, if this is your first time watching, I'm Lee. That's Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Little Wildy in the streets is what they <laughs> call me, okay? That's what they call him. We out here, out chia. We everywhere, okay? Catch me at. You can catch me at home. Where was I? I was somewhere this weekend, though. Okay, it was a thing. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how was your week? Um, my week was pretty decent. I don't remember much of it. Uh, I do remember the weekend. I went out and met your friends, your crew, okay? Your boy was with the cool people. (laughs) And I felt like I held my own. Because, you know, sometimes I'd be really nervous just to meet people in general. And so to, you know, not be all quiet and be like, who's that weird guy at the table who's not saying nothing? You know, I have to, like, get my whole spirit ready. And so by the time that I stopped binge watching them... And got out of the funk that that put me in, which we will talk about. And then put down the bowl of popcorn and shaved and showered. I was ready. And I'm glad I went. Like, I had a good time. I won the game. (laughs) Like, your boy is the champ at categories. Okay. They not messing with me. Okay. Meet me out there. And was cheating. She, of course she's going to say that because she the one who lost. Nah, I ain't lose. And I, I had just, 196 you know, points on y'all dog ass. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that score ain't even possible, first of all. We only played three rounds. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, since she up here telling those bold-faced lies, you know <laughs> I'm the winner of the game. No. But anyway. You wasn't. <laughs> Half your words didn't even make sense. We just let you make it. Woo! <laughs> Moving on. You know, as the winner, as the champ, you know, I had a good time. It always feels good to go out with good people, have good vibes and good food. The food was good. We went to, what was the place? Um, Stir. Stir. Stir Addison. They had good food. They did I, good I'm food. excited to try their brunch because I hear a lot about their brunch. Mm-hmm. And so I want to try their brunch. But other than that, I stayed home. I edited podcast stuff. I did videos, but I didn't upload the last video. So, but it's kind of up to date. And so, yeah. Um, 
no big takeaways from this week. No deep reflections. All I want is a kitchen. Yeah. Boom. A you kitchen. Know? Yeah. I just want yeah. to not wash my dishes in the half bathroom. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. I want floors. <laughs> Complete walls. Insulin. Say the right word. I was going to let you make now, <laughs> insulation. Yeah, that's what I want. Because, you know, at this point, hmm, I used to talk about the people on HGTV who'd be like, oh, we don't like to live where they're working and stuff. And <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand. I can definitely see why people mm-hmm. wouldn't want to live mm-hmm. where their house is being worked on. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. So, yeah, but that was my week. I mean, got my Peloton bike. Yay, Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. You can use Peloton on a regular bike, too. But it's nice. Well, good. Yeah. That's it. Well, okay. <laughs> um, My week was... Don't really remember it, either. You know, <clears throat> I think we're kind of in that weird point of the year... Where you don't remember. I find that when there's no holidays, I, I have trouble remembering mm-hmm. as well. Because every day is the same. Because, yeah. Every day is kind of monotonous, kind of the same. You're in the same routine. So, for me, like, last week was kind of busy at work. So, I was really tired when I got home. And so, I didn't really do too much after work or anything. Um, we got some new coworkers. They seem like they're pretty cool. I'm excited to work with them. I love meeting new people. So that's the extrovert in me. I'm like, ooh, yeah, new people. <laughs> I'm like, ew, new people. Mm-mm, because I be needing something to change up my dynamics. Mm-hmm. So when new people come, especially if they don't directly affect me, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so they, they're bringing some good vibes. So that's a good thing. Um, I didn't really do nothing during the week, though. We did go out with my friends, uh, celebrating my friend's birthday, which is actually this coming week, but we were celebrating it early. Um, and that was that was a good vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy mm-hmm. that the whole day going up into it, I was just kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. Because I was supposed to go to work and I didn't go. Oh. Then uh, my other friend had to drive clear across Texas and that was kind of on my mind. I was mm-hmm. ready for her to get back and get safe. Then it was hot. It was hot. It's summertime out here. Okay. Yeah. It, it was kind of hot. And I just felt like I had so many things I need to do beforehand. And I was like, oh, I'm stressing. I'm, I'm rushing. I'm rushing. But once I got there, got me a drink. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. We had a good time. We went back to the house, played games. So I always love spending time with my friends. That's like a thing for me. Um, so that was cool. This week, I didn't really have any major mm-hmm. major takeaways. Nope. Just balancing, balancing life. And waiting for things to come full circle. Yeah. That's my thing. Because it's just like, so with what what I read about podcasting or starting a new business or different things like that is it's like, okay, well, be consistent, be diligent, be hardworking, just keep going. Yeah. And so... That's the phase we're in. We're 
still going. We're we building. we have to keep going. And so, you know, I just try to keep that in mind so I never get lose sight of what's really the goal or never get kind of irritated with the process. And I'm just like, okay, no, this is this is that time. And so our numbers grow. Like I yeah. said, I, w- I was going to do like a 500 streams pool party. But then the winter storm happened and then the numbers kept going because and then now we're almost at 500 streams and I'm like, no, we're not ready yet. We're not ready. So maybe <laughs> a thousand and then we can have more balloons, you know? Correct. And uh, go from there. But I'm definitely grateful, but I'm just keeping in mind, stay consistent, keep going, which is not so hard since we've like created a schedule like this is a weekly thing. Right. And so now I automatically know, oh, when Monday comes, oh, this is what we're doing. Correct, yeah. And so that makes it easier. But um yeah. But I also think that this is the part in the project where you do start to get weary. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're still in the beginning, but you're headed towards the middle. And it's funny because like Jordan was able to share the podcast with his whole, well, our Facebook, with Mm -hmm. his entire friends list. I was not for like three weeks. I don't know what it was. And finally, one day, it just did it. Like, it just let me do it. And so now we've had probably like an additional 60, 70 people mm-hmm. come up out of nowhere, you know. And so those people that were taking it and I'm like, okay, so that's growth. But I feel like right now you're kind of at the point where it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just ready for it to be. Yeah. Because when it's new, you're super hyped up. You're super, super hyped up. So now that adrenaline, adrenaline has worn off and Excellent. now... That insulin <laughs> has worn off. And so now we're at the point where it's like, okay, this is our thing. And I'm excited, though. Like, I I foresee really big things for the podcast. I mean, so. we hear good things. And so we hope y'all like it. Like, really, really like uh-huh. it. Because we hear good things. And so. Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's that. So, speaking of what you said you was watching this weekend. You it's been say, all over but, social media. But you didn't say who was minding that business this you week. You didn't either. Because you had to get finished with your part. Ah. Jordan, who minding that business this week? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I look back over the past week, And I think about the ups and downs that I've been through, that I've experienced, the trials and tribulations, the triumphs. I am just so grateful that my king and my queen, Beyonce Knowles, Carter. (laughs) You knew it was coming. No, I did. I was like, Uh. me and Pat. Yeah, that probably was a better guess, but yeah. She blessed us, us peasants of people, with a wonderful wardrobe, dripped in diamonds. I saw that. It was beautiful. Pattern galore. Shaped like none other. Completely made up, tiptoeing on her her jet to Sin City.
That's Junior. Mm-hmm. Junior forgot it was Monday. But yeah, you know, B gave it to me. Her and Bay was in Vegas, and I just loved it. I enjoyed it. I loved everything about it. You know, she just gave it to me. I can't wait till I'm catching flights, not feelings, because right now I just be in my feelings. I just can't wait. I can't wait to go to Puerto Rico and ride the elephants. You know, just like B. That's who minding their business, because we ain't heard nothing else from her. She just be boarding private jets, flying across the countries, looking good. And that's what I be trying to do. Even though it may be spirit. And I may have to pay for my bag. I may have to. And I'm not getting an additional seat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I am striving to do that. Because my girl said it's a hot girl summer. It is. But her man is sitting next to her on the private jet. And I ain't got no problem with that. That's exactly what she said, actually. No problem at all. That's who's minding their business this week. That is exactly who's minding their business this week. <laughs> For me. For us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you sticking with that, huh? Okay, just checking. I just wanted to let some silence linger just to make sure that this is what you was sticking yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce's always minding her business. So, Literally. Um, that was good, lady. Yeah. You did good this week. Uh huh. Okay. She did look really nice with that plaid. Mm hmm. I was wondering where she was going, though, because it looked a little hot. She said Sin City, Vegas. And so, you know, it was like a little, it was kind of like a little croppity, sort of slightly. It, like, was it, it was shorts a, or a skirt it was, on the bottom? It was a short. It was short. Oh, she had stockings. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, you know. When you in Vegas, half of that stuff come off anyway. You know what? I do have somebody that was minding their business. Who? <laughs> Were they taking off stuff? Is that what made you bring it up? No. Beyonce oh, okay. made me think of it. Beyonce's mom, Tina Lawson. Okay. Her and her new husband, I don't know what his name is. Mr. Lawson. Mr. Lawson, that's who he going to be. <laughs> they made a post that they were celebrating their six years today. Oh, and you know, reflecting back on that time I met her in Houston Galleria's mall. Oh, okay, you really, famous. I met her like three times in the same day. Boom, I kept bumping into her. Mm -hmm. I know she thought I was following her, but I really mm -hmm. wish she was following me. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, because when I read the post, I was like, "That is really good," because that just goes to show that you can restart no matter what point of your life that you're in. Mm -hmm. And I mean this, y'all, because I really thought this today. I ain't just come up with this in my head. <laughs> he just jogs my memory. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> you know, her and Beyonce daddy, what's his name? Matthew. Oh, I'll say Mr. Had Nose. been married for a very long time. He mm -hmm. was part of her identity. Mm -hmm. Beyonce and her family was an identity. And she still was like, you know, I have to put me first. Yeah. I have to step out and do what makes me happy. And. I remember in the thing, she said something like, you've been around for like 30-something years. Mm -hmm. And somebody in the uh, comments was like, damn, they really be in the cut. But yeah, he was right under your nose the whole time. And I'm not saying that to say like, leave whoever you're with and go date a friend or anything like that. And I'm not saying that that's what she did. But I'm saying she stepped out and the person that is making her happiest, fulfilling her cup was right there. Yeah. 
So who's to say how long she had been unhappy? Who's to say how, you know, had she left before? Could that have been something that she could have been enjoying even longer? Yeah. Who knows? Not me. But all that to say that she redid that late her mm-hmm. in life. So, you know, it's never too late to put your happiness first. And I always have a thing about age and time. Like, I and I, you know, I run into it. I talk to my friends and my sister about it a lot about the expectation that you have to do A, B, C, D, and E at this age. Right. When at this age, we're still developing. We don't know what we want, how we want it, where we want it. <laughs> And so we have to start letting life's experience teach us a few things before we actually decide on, okay, I'm going into this direction. Correct. And guess what? You don't learn those things until you kind of go here and you try and you be like, oh, mm-mm, don't like that. And then mm-hmm. you kind of buzz over here and you be like, mm, yeah, this didn't work. And then you finally look up and you be like, oh, okay, this is where I probably should have been the whole time. But who knew? Right. But if you have that idea or that concept in your mind that, oh, I'm supposed to be this successful, have this much money, have this many kids, have this house, this car, these clothes look like this, then that's where the depression starts. Yeah. Because you have this this expectation of what life should be. And as we all know, life never fulfills all of our expectations. No. There's always something left to be desired. Right. And so if... The idea was like Miss Tina Lawson or Miss Tina Turner. I was going to say no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know which Tina we was talking about. Like, life does not end simply because you're a little older. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Life looks a little different because you're older. You can make a better decision because you're older because you have a little bit underneath your belt. But life goes on. Yeah. And and it can be more vibrant or it can be more adult. It's about you and what you choose from that point. But living your life based on the expectations that you were supposed to be this or should be this. That's irrational. But I think social media has oh, yeah. created this timeline for us. Oh, yeah. That for is sure, for not. Sure. It's not realistic mm-hmm. when you have to work nine to five on somebody else's clock when you make this standard salary here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a lot of your timeline and I, and I don't mean this in a way but your timeline is affected a lot by money <laughs> let me tell yeah. you it's a lot of things that you can do early when you have the coins to do it aka kylie jenner mm-hmm. had her baby what some would consider early mm-hmm. um ain't stop no show because she had all the coin but she had the resources mm-hmm. and the coin to take care of the, whatever her baby name is. Stormy? Stormy. I think it's Stormy. She's so cute. I'm bad Stormy with Stormy so. weather. Okay. Um, but you know, like, if I would have had a baby at Kylie's age, I don't have no resources. I mean, I had some, but I don't have millions at my disposal and people waiting on me hand and foot. And if I'm tired of my baby, here you go. You can watch my baby for three weeks and I know my baby's safe and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't have that. So I think social media has created this this timeline that one is unrealistic, and two is not always safe. True. It's not always safe, and that's what I tell the people close to me. Quit looking around you to figure out when you're supposed to do something. There is nothing 
around you that's going to tell you when you're supposed to have a baby. Nothing around you that's going to tell you when you're supposed to get married. That is something you have to feel. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're not supposed to get married till you're 45, that's you. If you feel like you're supposed to be married at 25, that's you. But nothing else can determine that for you. <clears throat> so I just think people need to start looking more inward for what they're ready to do. So how do you do that, though? Well, I think first you have to determine what you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, I knew that I wanted my career mm-hmm. over a family. Um, I, I mean, health issues aside, I knew that I did not want nobody asking me for juice when I just came in from working. Oh, because that juice be good and people be thirsty. And they do. But I knew that if I brought somebody here, I was responsible for their well-being. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't something I was willing to do. You know, I'm selfish with me. This is I own me. So if I bring you here, I got to care for you and me. That's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to bring you here. That way, I don't do you no harm either. So you have to kind of figure out what you want and how, where does that fit into your life right now? Are you making it? I always ask myself, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing it for them? Yeah. And if the answer comes back that I'm doing it for them, I need to reevaluate why I feel like I need to make a decision about my life for somebody else mm-hmm. or to please somebody else. You don't have a wedding just to post pictures on Facebook. You have a wedding and a marriage because that's what you want to do. You found the person that you want to spend whatever with. Mm-hmm. So, that's me. It, it comes with knowing yourself. When you know yourself and you're sure of self, a lot of other things are obsolete because you don't care. You're not looking. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look at other people's families. It's nice if I do. Like, hey, yeah, you baby cute. I know I ain't trying to change no diapers. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Hmm. And people are going to give you a lot of pushback. So you need to be prepared for that. Because I know yeah. when I tell people I don't want kids, it never fails. And we talked a little bit about it. I don't know why people do that. I don't know why you in my ovaries. <laughs> I swear to God I don't. And so I'm very blunt with people, like, you know, and I'm very honest when they be like, you'll change your mind. I'm like, no, I have health issues and I don't want to die. And then they give you that, oh, why would you say that? Face? Okay, why are you in my business? You know, I think, like, I'm 30. I think I kind of know what I want to do. Hell, you don't even like the kids you got. Don't tell me about having no kids. Yeah. But people will do that because they have followed a timeline for their life or because they think that they can determine timelines for other people's lives. They put gender roles on people. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for women. What you mean you waiting to get married? What you mean you not having no kids? Girl, you better go get that man. You're going to be old and dried up. And if I am? Or what you mean you single? You too pretty to be single. Or you should be with somebody. Or I can't believe you can't find no man. I'd be like, not okay to say. Not okay. Not okay to say. And then when, when you ask them, well... Are you ready to do all these things? No, but it fell into place. Okay, well, I don't. Maybe I don't want things to fall into place. Maybe I want to put them in their place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely, just gotta be sure of yourself, the things that you want, and yeah. I'm gonna break it down to some steps, and my counting be off, so I may miss a few. <laughs> but I'm gonna start with one, and I think it's very important that. You find the will to disconnect yourself from social media. Mm -hmm. You disconnect yourself or maybe disconnect is not even the word. Maybe detach. 
um, detach yourself from the emotional validation that you get from social media because you have to get to a place to where you can exist without input or output from other social media outlets facebook Mm -hmm. instagram twitter so so when you're by yourself in the quiet then you have nobody else to listen to but you correct you have to figure out your own shit yeah plain and simple and so two find out who you are right and so you know we use that it's out there everybody say it find who you are figure your stuff out Everybody finds themselves in various different ways. Mm-hmm. It may be taking a dance class. It may be reading a book. It may be listening to podcasts. It may be writing. It may be art. It may be poetry. It may be strip pole classes, dancing. Yeah. It may be doing hair. It may be spending more time with your kids. It may be traveling the world. You, it may be hiking. It's doing those things that make you feel alive. That's what finding yourself means. It means being able to go out, explore A, B, C, D, and E, fail at A, B, C, D, and E, and then find F. Correct. Because F is what you've been looking for the whole time. And so, you know, there's so many ways that you can do that. But I think with those two things, that's, that's walking in the right direction to really just be like, okay, I need more. How do I find more? This is where I can start. Yeah. So it was only two steps. Three. Rinse well, and I repeat. I was three. But yeah. How we get on that tangent? I don't know. Some? Tina Lawson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so you say you don't live your life for them. No. I'm glad we brought up them. Because <laughs> I spent... All weekend with them. Mm-hmm. And when I say them, I'm talking about the Amazon Prime series. I believe it's titled Them. I think it's like a categorizes like a psychological horror. And it's an anthology. And an anthology. I like an anthology. Mm, I like the word. Just the word. Okay. Okay. And so I enjoyed seeing everybody's perspective perspective on them a lot of pr not a lot of people but some people did not like it some people did i am somewhere in the middle okay um i applaud the work that they've done i think it was shot beautifully i think that um it was a wonderful story to watch i think that my heart was racing and my head was swirling And I was very anxious and nervous throughout. And I think for a psychological horror, I guess that is your intention. Um, Did you finish the series? I did finish. Oh, okay. I did finish. Um, I love seeing us on the screen. Of course. Um, But I, I think one of the things that bothered me the most about it was that the things that were meant to scare us are really just traumas that we've experienced as a culture. Mm. And so it, it becomes a point to where, oh, I'm not just a, a third party neutral person sitting down to watch a story and enjoy it. 
I am a person who is reliving, <clears throat> re-experiencing these things, thinking about how that may have happened to my mom, my grandmother, my ancestors, my cousins, how I feel persecuted by white people or people of different races or different social economic status or feel like, oh, I work so hard to get all of this. And at the end of the day, it's taken away because they don't think I deserve it. Like, at what point am I supposed to enjoy watching the series versus it create a whole concoction of thoughts about my history and my past culture and what does it mean? So someone called it like trauma porn. And I was just like, hmm, that's an interesting way to put it. Had never thought about it. Mm -hmm. But there was one scene, y'all, and I won't tell you, but it literally took the breath out of me. It literally. Did they show it? They showed it. Uh, a, they showed a pretty good amount of 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 what we're talking about, and it was it was it was gruesome. It was gruesome. And see, so I probably could have read it and visualized it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I. To have a visual <coughs> that is so out there in my face, and some even the, some of the critics even called it blunt. It was just there, and it was it was tough to watch. Like even a person that was close to me was like, "You know what? I'm watching this, and this reminds me of an abusive stepdad." They would smile like that. They would talk like this. They would do these things. And so that's not horror per se. That's not Chucky <laughs> running with a knife. Right. You know. Something that we none of us have experienced. I hope <laughs> none that, of us have experienced. You know, that's real life trauma. And so uh, an, uh, a critic put it in such a good way. They were like, I'm just tired of seeing us glorify the traumatization of our culture. And it's depicted multiple times over and over again in various movies as if we do not have any positive things going on. Correct. Or had prior to that piece of that big piece of history. Mm hmm. And so I do say watch <clears throat> it if you can stomach it. I know. Some things I, you know, I'd say watch it because I, I want you to support us in making films. And it's a, it's a black director, black producer. But I ain't going to say it's just like it's an easy watch. And yeah. I, you know, to say it's 100 percent enjoyable. I'm, I'm not sure because it's just some somebody even said they're just doing too much. And this is coming from a critic who was just like they're just doing too much. Because the arc of the the whole series is just so much to tackle. So many convoluted feelings there. And so. And you know, I saw people. I just keep coughing. I don't know what's going on. I don't have COVID. Okay. Let me go Let me get see. these Q-tips up out of them. <laughs> Swab. Swab you up, honey. Um, so, on my timeline... Um, I saw a couple of people talking about it. 
And I think I had maybe seen somebody talk about it like, oh, okay, water. I think I had seen somebody talk about it maybe like earlier in the week and I didn't know what they were talking about. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, like whatever. Because I don't watch TV. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and then one of my friends on Facebook had said something like she was traumatized by that scene that you're saying. She was like, y'all, I'm not okay. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should go see it. But then as I got to reading the comments, because it's some stuff I just don't let in my spirit. I don't want to see that. I realized that that was probably not something I wanted to see. Like Lee? Like, I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. And I know me because I take all of that in and my whole demeanor changes. Um, Even when Jordan was talking about it, I could feel myself, I could feel my face changing. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, And so I was like, you know, I watched the trailer just so I could see what the premise was. Mm Because it said like, Malevolent forces as on top of like the race people the, around you. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So the first thing I thought about was Lovecraft Country, and and I was like, okay. And I fine. remembered how I felt watching Lovecraft Country. And if you ain't watched it by now, I don't care if I spoil it for you because you should have been watching it by now if you gonna watch it. Um, but I remember the the Tulsa mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And I remember how I felt during that. And I think it's important to realize that. As people who are descendants of the people that this happened to. It's encoded. It's encoded in your DNA. It's in there. Spiritually, it's in there. That's why when we watch it, we feel a certain way. And when other people watch it, they do not. There's a reason for that. It's in you. And so, like, I know when people offer that argument of it was so long ago. No, it was not. No, it was not. Mm. If you have a great grandmother, and assuming that you know everybody didn't bear children super young, if you have a great grandmother that's up there in age, she could probably tell you some of this. Like there's still people on this earth that have endured these things. So I felt like it was going to wake up that that curse that's in the gene code. And I didn't, I don't, I don't know if that's something I want to do. Because remember last week when we were talking, I was like, I have to watch the things I watch because I become enraged. And now I'm quick to try to fight. I'm quick to pick an argument. I'm mad. Everything you say to me, I'm like, oh, because I'm so enraged because that's in there. Those are my people. Like, this is where I come from. And so that's something that I don't think you will understand if... Your people ain't came from that. And but and I also and I really do think it was so blunt that even people of other races can get it. But where are they getting it from? Are they getting it because Because it was so gruesome. Exactly. They're getting it because it's gruesome because not to spoil was this a child? This was a baby baby. Okay, so here's the thing. They don't show violence against babies on the screen. If you think about it, they'll show uh, an adult get hacked up and they're going to show you the, the arm breaking off. But they don't show that on children. They just maybe show like the body in the distance or like you might hear a scream, but they don't show acts of violence against children very bluntly unless it is an independent film. That is a thing that is kind of whatever with independent films because it has that shock value that we're not used to. So my thing is when 
anybody watches it, it's a child. Unless you are just demonic, you're going to feel something. But you're not going to feel the same something I feel. Mm. It, because you don't have that in your DNA. That is not your people. Those are not your ancestors. Yeah. And so, I mean, of course, I want, I, I would hope that you would feel something. Because if you don't, baby, I can't be around you. But it would just never resonate the same. You may cry. You may be repulsed. Whatever. But you will never get it on the level of those who are descended from that. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I'm right So, trauma does run through it literally changes your DNA. It does. Literally changes it. So. And so. Honey. And it's a lot of trauma. Speaking of trauma porn, there's a lot of trauma porn in our real world going on right now as well. Yeah, and not because that I was thinking <clears throat> about George Floyd, you know, George automatically. Floyd, um, I think in Minnesota. Yeah. Officer just. Uh, shot him, shot right? Him. An had his man un- and his, said he his... thought it was his taser that he pulled. Didn't he have his uniform on? Did I make that up? I maybe. Well, not. okay, so in Virginia. Okay, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, an. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he was a lieutenant. I don't remember which branch of the military. I don't want to disrespect, so I won't put that there. But I, I believe he was a lieutenant, um, and was pepper sprayed and held at gunpoint on top of George Floyd's trial. Something else on top of DMX. Yeah. And not even being funny when I say that because DMX's story has opened up that conversation for trauma, for mental illness, for substance abuse. Um, And, you know, I was reading up on DMX's story and it just broke my heart because from the beginning, it was like just doom. Mm -hmm. You know, reading how his mother was. And the reason that he is able to imitate these barks and growls so well because he would go outside and befriend stray dogs um, to get away from his mother's abuse. Do you know what level you have to be on to do that? Like, yeah, to befriend a stray dog, not even another human, a stray dog, which is highly dangerous one. <laughs> you know, and then going into... His his blunt being laced by his mentor mm-hmm. and then mental illness because I believe he had bipolar disorder, if I'm not mistaken, um, which there is a link between bipolar disorder and trauma, like a mm-hmm. direct link that is actually overdiagnosed as bipolar disorder, but it's actually trauma. And it's you having those frequent yeah. trauma responses and then just his battle with being clean. Like that's a lot because a lot of us have similar trauma stories, maybe not to that extent. But it doesn't make it any less real or traumatic. You know, and I saw a girl say something on Facebook. She was like, I'm tired of y'all saying that our trauma makes us stronger. No, it makes me traumatized. And I was like, you know what, baby? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's sad that it has to be said like that. <laughs> but, that, I mean. But, yeah. So, you know, just be careful. Because we're absorbing all of this. And we still have to try to function Mm -hmm. as healthy human beings. But, you know, I always tell people, like, I was on the phone earlier today, and the person I was on the phone with was like, oh, they released the body cam footage. And in my head, I was like, why why, why are you going to watch that? 
I said, and she said something like, oh, it's just the audio. I said, yeah, because I don't really think either one of us needed to see anybody die today. And she was kind of like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and we, but and so you know, taking a step back, like, even though that has become our normal, should it be? Right, we're desensitized to it. Right. Now you see it and you be like, damn. I ain't surprised. I ain't surprised, Lang. Look how many times he's shot. And you, you keep rewatching it, keep mm. rewatching it, keep rewatching because you're looking for all the details. Baby, I don't need that. I don't need that at all. I'm tired of seeing black bodies laid all across the news and you just zooming in on this person's body. Like, I'm tired of that. Yeah, man. So. So, yeah. I don't know, y'all. I mean, I think <laughs> it's. It's just be careful if you watch it. Yeah. Be careful. Know yourself. Know your triggers. Know what you can take. Know what you can't take. I'm a horror buff. I love horror movies. Do you really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love them. Oh. But um, I like more supernatural horror movies. I don't necessarily need you to take me supernatural. Uh, Like aliens or like demons. Alien, you could even throw a demon in there. The nun, like you know, I you know I could do those, but this hit different. This hits different, and you know, and maybe they're doing their job. Maybe they're like, okay, we want people to have this conversation. We want people to understand how hard it is, or how you know, gruesome it is or how many trials and tribulations the black family have to overcome or, you know, we wanted to add a social element to create a conversation. And so maybe that's what the intent is, but it was a heavy way to get it. And at the expense of whose mental health? Yeah, because I I mean, I like I sat on the sofa like I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I text Lee and told her, I was like, well, I'm not going to make it. I'm telling you, I'm not going to come. But if I do come, I'm going to be really late because I was stuck. I was out of there. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to move. I was just like, okay. That's wild. That's crazy. And um, and so even, I don't even know. And once y'all look at the scene, you will get it. I go, because, you know, I'm a go. I like to go. I want to read the real history of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The real history never really came up. Is this based on a true story? Well, or like a- I would have to tell you the scene. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. but you know, I was I figured it had some kind of base in reality of what was going on, what the characters were saying. I didn't find any link between that, and so I was just like, "Well, maybe I need to dig deeper, or this was some weird concocted. I'm gonna be creative and figure out a new way to do somebody some kind of harm type of stuff." Hmm. Well, all right. So yeah, <laughs> be careful. Be careful out there. But them, I give it a middle number. One of them middle numbers. All right. <laughs> What's next on the list? Ooh, after that though. Woo! Gotta shake it off. Oh, Kid Cudi wore a dress. I saw that. Did you like the dress? No. No. I didn't like the top. Was it a spaghetti? A skeddy? So it it was, was a skeddy string. Skeddy. It was a thick skeddy. And probably because there was no breast there. Ooh, it was like. You coming for him? 
And you know, it was like really fitted there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of started to ripple, I guess, because part of it. Well, he I don't know how you no It was super tight, but I, he did say it was custom, so maybe they customized it to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if he would have had black, Oh, he said it was no, custom? I think he said that. Because okay. he tagged the designer. Okay. So, I mean, because it was super fitted. Like, there's no way that breast could have went in there anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I saw that the whole world was mad on Le Shea Room. Yeah. Because the whole world be on the Shea Room. Yeah. And people was like, oh, what is the world coming to? I'm like, baby. And I left a comment and said, I said, if that. Is what makes you wonder what the world is coming to, baby. People, men been wearing dresses since the beginning. They wear kilts over there, and where's that? Scotland, True. Ireland, wherever. Mm-hmm. They wear kilts. Like this ain't no new. This ain't nothing new. Uh, but I'm like, if that's what makes you question what the world is coming through, I have to. I have to wonder where your mind is at, because it's a lot more that you could be questioning than Kid Cudi wearing a dress and if Shay room would not have posted it a lot of y'all would not have even seen it because y'all not watching the performance anyway Mm-mm. but a lot of people's masculinity was showing yeah and so it was a well it was a tribute to kurt cobain uh-huh uh-huh rock free-spirited yeah you know and so when you know in the spirit of free spirit and rock, you kind of just go with it. Like big shoes, dresses, all black gothy things, wrestling outfits. Like you just kind of get it all. Um, and so, you know, I I get that. Um, I just didn't understand. or I, And, you know, I, I don't understand where masculinity becomes so fragile. I lose my masculinity, all of my masculinity, because I wore this dress. But I'm still taking care of my family. I'm still protecting my black queens. I'm still providing, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. I can whoop anybody's butt if we want to equate that to masculinity, which is a problem, you know, in itself. But, what you know, whatever. Um, But where did we start to get to where masculinity is just as simple as, oh, you wear a dress, you lose it. And then half of the traits that we are associating with masculinity are toxic. Or are to- I was going to say are negative. We want you to talk to me any kind of way. Slang me around. Don't take care of your kids. Don't, t- don't talk to me. Don't express no feelings. Sit there. Burp. Fart. Like you ain't gotta, like you ain't gotta put no input into the household. Like you don't have to be emotionally mature. Like is that the man that we really want? Correct. Let me know. Just so we could say, oh, he masculine. Oh, that's a man. Or is that what we have been conditioned to think? Correct. So that every man who comes to you and says, oh, I have these feelings and I'm having a hard time dealing with them. Or, oh, I really need to talk about this. Or I lost my mom and this is bothering me. Oh, now you need to suck that up. Don't cry. He over here crying. And so you on to the next one trying to find this hyper-masculine guy. Meanwhile, you done shut this dude down, told him not to express his feelings. And so where does he go? You know, I just think that masculinity is 
one of the most debated topics, mm-hmm. whether you use the word masculinity or not, because it starts in child raising. It's a social cultural concept. Yeah, there's kind of like race, like right, black yeah. white race. It's not a real thing. It's a social construct. It's a social construct. Now, before somebody be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm lying," there are differences between in the genetic codes between different groups of people depending on where you go. That's why when you do origin. Yeah, when you do a uh, what's that a, a ancestry DNA, DNA oh, yeah. test, mm-hmm. they use your your gene code and who does it match? That's why it doesn't say you are thirty two percent white. It says you are thirty two percent Eastern European because you match that gene code. And that's what I try to get people to understand all the time. Race is a social construct. So is gender, masculinity, and what's feminine. All of those are things that have been decided by the people around you, what's considered a social norm or not. There is no concrete definition of what is masculine. I mean, I'm sure if you looked it up in the, in the, what's that thing that you looked I things did, up? it barely, it barely Dictionary, it's going to say things pertaining to a man. But who's to say what pertains to a man and what doesn't? And people act like when you have this conversation about gender or masculinity, that they don't understand but I'm like, okay, so if we took two babies and exposed them to nothing, it's just me and you. We raising the baby. And one's a boy and one's a girl. And we raise them to do whatever they want to do. Those two children would look very different, assuming that they have no exposure to anybody else, mm-hmm. just us and their sibling. Those children would look very different because... I'm not going to tell my little boy he can't play with the action figure. I mean, with the uh, with the Barbie doll. First off, Barbies come with more pieces than action figures. Yeah. Kids like pieces. And I always tell people this story. When I was working at Victoria's Secret back in uh, Louisiana, we used to have bowls of lip gloss mm-hmm. at the uh, Impulse Towers by the register. They look like bowls of candy because mm-hmm. they're brightly colored, blue, green. They look like Jolly Ranchers. So kids ran up to it because they like, ooh, it's candy. Mm-hmm. So one day, this lady had her little boy, and he just like hand deep up in there. <laughs> and he was just going. He looking, and they're squishy, so he's getting textures. Mm-hmm. There's colors. He trying to smell it, and she knocked him the F out. Ooh, y'all say I'm doing good with my cousin. I'm talking about she hit him so hard, it stopped the stove. And I had to look because I was like, is he breathing? Because, my God. And I had to tell her, baby, you can't do that up in here. Like, I ain't want to tell somebody how to raise their child, but you're not going to do that. In, not in my store, you're not. Mm-hmm. And so she went off on this tangent. He, that's gay. That's for, that's for girls. I said, what's gay about it? It looked like candy. I said, it looked like a bowl of Jolly Ranchers. He was like two and a half, three years old. He wasn't even making full sentences. He don't yet. have no concept. He don't of have what no concept. Is. So when, you know, people get to talk about sexualizing children, that's what y'all be sexualizing them with. He don't know what gay is. He know what candy is, though. And that's what he thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you have traumatized this child for literally looking at colorful things. And when we look at how that transcends to adulthood, I hear lots of them say, I ain't wearing that color. I don't wear that color. Mm-hmm. That, uh-uh, I don't do that. That's gay. That's gay. No homo. I'm like, so the color pink is gay. The color tangerine is gay. So what color ain't gay? Black. What smell ain't gay? Zest. <laughs> <laughs> Degree. Sandalwood. I'm like, what? 
like and it shapes your whole life you can't you like the way this cologne smell but it might smell a little feminine you a man wearing it what do it matter i think women smell good in the sense that's in their lotions and stuff so if you wear it i'm gonna think you smell good no matter who you are you got a masculine body chemistry anyway correct so it's gonna smell different anyway because i like men's deodorant and it smells feminine on me well, I don't want to say it smells feminine, but it smells right for mm-hmm. me. Let me let me get my terminology. And that's one of those things where I wish that people would sit down and really have these discussions. And discuss like, especially with men, because I do feel like women kind of have the, the freedom of being a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Whereas men do not. Like, True. men just do not. In every aspect when it comes to gender and, you know, sexual norms, gender norms. I, and, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a big topic. Do you, what, do you think it has anything to do with him being black? Because I get to this point and, you know, I bring up the Will Smith kids and they be free. They be wearing their little kilts and their little flowy shirts. <laughs> Jaden be able to be like, that's my boyfriend. And going about his business, living his free life. Who knows? But I don't know if all black men are afforded the same opportunity. No, they're not. And I do think. Because Timothy Chamolet or, uh, or what, Harry, Style, Harry Styles, one of them wore a dress recently. Yeah. And they were celebrated. Uh, oh, it was what they said. Uh, awe and inspiring and boundary breaking or whatever word the magazine used. And I was just like, oh. Okay. Kid Cudi do it two months later, three months later. The only person who reported on it was the shade room. And the only thing we heard was negative. I might have seen something in GQ. They might have gave him some credit. Maybe. And I think they're only going to give him credit because of Kurt Cobain. Mm. To be honest. Mm. That's a good to point. be honest. And Lil Yachi. Yachty. He do it. He do it for what? I think he had a Gucci something on one or another. He got flack too. Oh, uh, what's his name? Maybe. It may Jeffrey. not be Yachty. What is his name? Uh, Jeffrey ooh, Dahmer. He... No, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, Lord, I can't think of his name. Okay, I'm going to look it up. But he had that album cover with him wearing the purple dress and i think jeffrey was the name of the album if i'm not mistaken hold on let me see because it's gonna bother me if i don't figure it out um okay well i can't even find the album in my thing now well that sucks not what is his name friend miguel okay no. Miguel too though When Miguel first came out His fashion and whatever He was highly criticized He mm-hmm. does not look the same way that he looked no. when he first came out and I know some things be industry mm-hmm. You know I know that But I think that when it comes To Young Thug woo, It came to me Never would have got it I know <laughs> I think that When it comes to masculinity in our black men there is a script that if you do not follow this script you are not a man and I have this conversation with other men all the time 
when I talk about gay men. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was going to offer you your own drink, but ain't nothing in there. Ain't friend. nothing yet, friend. You, you took it's that just, one I'm down. just letting the ice melt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I talk about, like, men that belong to the LGBT community, and they're like, well, they're not men. I said, well, what makes them not a man? And they can't tell me. The only thing that they can tell me that makes them not a man is that they have sex with other men. I'm like, well, two things. What they got to do with you? And how does that make them not a man? Mm -hmm. Because if that makes them not a man, then they're not gay. So then we don't have a conversation here. Mm -hmm. So how does that make them not a man? And they cannot tell me. I'm like, because if he's doing the things, because I ask him, what makes a man a man to you? And then they describe what a man is. I'm like, you think that there aren't gay men that fit that profile? Mm -hmm. And then they looking like, oh, you're playing devil's advocate. No, I'm not. Who are you to strip somebody of their masculinity because of what they do in the bedroom without you? Yeah. But I think this is also a conversation we have, too, with just being black in general. There is a script that we must follow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of people say, like, they felt like they weren't black because they liked anime or because they were into a certain type of music. And I I definitely understand because Lord knows I was singing in Japanese Mm. for the longest because (laughs) I liked anime. I loved my video games. Um, You know? I just liked what I liked. And I didn't feel any less black about it. Mm -hmm. But this was also the norm in my household. So I had a different outlook. But for that child who maybe doesn't have anybody around them that fits that same norm that they fit. Now they're like, well, I guess I'm not black or I don't feel like I'm black enough. There's not only one way to be black. There's not only one way to be a man. Not only one way to be a woman. And so I think once people start realizing... There's nothing that you can do that's going to strip you of who you are. Mm-hmm. This is your norm. It doesn't have to be the norm for everybody. If you are a man and you want to wear a dress because that's how you feel, then you wear a dress because that's how you feel. Boom. And be prepared to deal with people's shady comments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Put so you your need AirPods to, in. Yeah, put your AirPods in. But that's why you have to have that inner work mm-hmm. going on as well. But you do you. You do you. Because at the end of the day, there are so many other things going on other than you wearing this dress that I need to be worried about. I don't care if I see a man wearing a dress. They don't say nothing about women wearing pants. And just a couple of years ago, and by couple I mean maybe, I don't know, 70, it was not the norm for women to wear pants. Yeah. But, I mean, they're functional. Just like dresses are functional. Low key. So I get breezy, breezy. You could probably, if you take it back, men wore skirts cause you could hunt in them. You could, you had free range of movement. If you hmm. needed to pee, you didn't have to pull nothing down. You were not vulnerable in that moment. If you out there hunting in the woods, you ain't got to worry about no bear sneaking up on you because you pulling down pants and trying to pull them back up. Okay. Come on now. A lot. Come on history channel. I'm just saying like people <laughs> be acting like stuff be new, honey. That be driving me. A lot of stuff that we do has been done and in the last 200 years it became not the norm mm-hmm. men wearing wigs men wearing heels oh, oh that was yeah. the norm that is true that's true white people named laquisha that was the norm until it was really that's where the names came from mm. princess Letitia of this that is a european name leandria is a greek name it came from a greek fairy tale 
Okay. Like all of these things are were the norm at some point, and then somebody said it wasn't. They built the social construct around it. Mm-hmm. I always think about on uh, on Lovecraft Country, the mom's name was Hippolyta. Yeah, and I the love and the name. police officer was like, "What kind of ghetto name is that? It's Greek. It's those people that you love to revere so much that it was the strongest Europeans ever. That's where that name came from." It only became ghetto or hood or whatever when black people learned about it and started to give it to, you know, their children. Give, give it to their mm-hmm. children. Now it's an issue. Yeah, baby. Can't school me. So that's why I just be looking like y'all really just be giving a lot of anger to stuff that don't even need no anger, honey. Be mad about the raping and killing and these taxes that we paying and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Be mad about that. But you mad about dress. I mean, I ain't going to tell you what you can and can't be angry about, but I'm saying you're giving a lot to it. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah. And that has to affect your day some kind of way, I right? I swear it got to if you on shade room all day. At least people. some kind of percentage wise. Even if it's one or two percent, that's one or two percent too many. <laughs> but you know. Honey. So, yeah. yeah. So, I just suggest from here on out, like if you're trying to break that cycle. Mm. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. And when you raise kids, let your kids be free. Being free don't mean just letting your kids do anything. Things yeah. that are going to harm they need them boundaries. things like that. They need rules and regulations. But ask yourself where those boundaries and regulations are rooted in. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want your little girl to do maths and sciences? Is it because you think that that's not a place for women? Make like, sure it's not rooted in trauma or bigotry. Right. And you'll notice that your your life starts to change once you start to do that work. Mm-hmm. But you have to do the work. And it's hard work. Because you are constantly correcting yourself. Even me. I'm part of the LGBT community myself. And I have to correct myself sometimes. I just did it on the podcast using the word feminine. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so used to using it. There is not a feminine scent. Yeah. You know. I had to correct myself. It takes There may work. be a sweet scent. A sweet scent. Or a, a musky scent. scent or right, right. A woody scent. But it's not feminine or masculine. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the man, the number one man, Mr. Jackson. Derek. I was like, Michael? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. This has been a sad yeah. episode for it me. Has, but it needed to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Mr. Jackson. Somebody said something to him and something happened. So I had seen, let me get out the uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max. And look and see. So Mr. Jackson had made a post about uh, about DMX's passing. Mm-hmm. Was and, it appropriate? Um, I'm going to assume so. Like, let me see. Because I never actually went to read uh, Derek Jackson's post about DMX. It said, rest in peace, legend. Okay, yeah, that's decent. So unless he had another one, that's the only one that I see. That was three days ago. Well, apparently Cameron, the Who rapper. Who sings what song? Baby, I can't even Because it was, a, I, c- I couldn't remember. I can't even tell you, honestly. And so I ain't even rappers. being shady. I just can't tell you what he's saying. Um, Gator boots with the pimp that Gucci shit. No, that's somebody else. But that is my song. <laughs> Ain't got no car, but I'm still flying. I, I, I can't pay my rent because all my money's spent. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, 
So yeah, so then here comes Cameron talking about since this dude been low, this dude, no, this dude been low since he got caught cheating. Now he want to resurface with this post. I know slash new ex personally. He don't F with your kind homie. Don't try to use the sympathy card inward. Come trying to stop cussing on live. Um, F out of here. Go figure out how to lie, trick more women and some, do something. Helicopter. Yeah. And then he put clout chasing. Hmm. So then Derrick Jackson said, big homie, you reckon, like, I cheated on you. This ain't the type of event to use to voice your hurt feelings about me. Respect this brother's legacy and his family more than what you're doing right now. Um, and then there was something else that had come out where Cause Cameron he, went talking about. Because Jack, Mr. Jackson must have talked something about Cameron's breakup with whomever. When I'm assuming, I don't know if it was when he was dating Juju or what, but Mr. Jackson had touched on that because it was probably a hot topic at the time. Here's my thing. You didn't completely took away the memory that people were trying to have of DMX. It was not about DMX at that point. It was about you being my friend. Sorry, it's in my head. It is going hard. <laughs> no, I got then you. I hear boom from the amplifier. So who sang it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't completely took away from whatever this man was doing. And this man is allowed to grieve DMX however he pleases. Um, And so I feel like that is one of those things where you... Feel hurt by somebody and you're waiting for them to say something. And because Mr. Jackson was just in the news mm-hmm. for his stuff. And because you had an encounter with him back in the day this regarding that time. stuff. This is my time to shine. How come you ain't say that when he got caught up cheating? Why you make no post then? Why would you wait till somebody says something about DMX passing to want to warp it? And gaslight it and change it into your own hurt feelings. Even though it may have been true. It may have been true. But, you know, but like, it's a better place. You, better you the post police? Because if that's really how you felt, homie, why you ain't say it when he got caught up? That would have made more sense. Oh, he didn't got caught up and he talking, blah, 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 blah. But when it was me, blah, blah, blah. If you felt the need to still address it. Yeah. You know, if you was waiting on your time to shine, that's when you should have said it. And I think that that's something that, because the game also has said something about like, y'all wait till somebody dead or something. Show me love now. I'm like, boy, if you just want some attention with your pretty self, just say that. Like, I don't know anybody who gets flowers every day that they're alive on this earth. I've always heard people talk highly of DMX regarding his struggles and everything. Somebody had called him something like, in like a comment on the game thing. He was like, well, y'all was calling him a crackhead. I ain't never heard nobody call DMX a crackhead to your comment. I've never. People always said he had a drug issue. Mm-hmm. He had substance abuse. He was troubled. I've never heard anybody talk about him negatively. Yeah. Especially because he made his story so what, no, publicly yeah. known. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody's getting their flowers every day. But yeah, when people die, you're supposed to be sad and you mourn them and you are publicly talking about them. And let them do that. Because some people have been saying like, Y'all wasn't uh, helping him pay his bills. You correct. His house is in foreclosures. Y'all wasn't helping with that. And and I'm just kind of like. It wasn't. You know, these are regular people. Like. Right. Like, I helped when I bought that CD. We waiting on the stemmy. (laughs) 
Baby, looking at the mailbox. <laughs> like, so we can't really do that. But what we can do is share kind words and say how he affected our life or what he meant to us. And I mean, I think, you know, that's something that you can do when you're grieving. I don't know why it has to be this. Oh, but you wasn't helping when he was in the in the trenches. But oh. what I'm supposed to do? Because <laughs> I'm in the trenches, too. Baby, I'm over here with you. Like, what you mean? You like, got a whole rap career. I'm on the podcast. I'm on the podcast, honey. <laughs> Trying to get up there. Like, what you mean? And that'd be my biggest thing. Like, people just are so warped. And they're, you know, I don't know any one person in my life that I tell I love them every single day. Even if I'm in a relationship that is romantic and it is at that point, there may be a day that I miss that. Mm -hmm. I may have expressed love another way, you know, but I just say the words, I love you every single day. No, that's just part of life. So why would I do it for a celebrity who I don't know? Yeah, that's a lot of celebrities too. Yeah. Be like, dear Beyonce, love you. Dear Michael Jackson, love you. Dear Miguel, love you. Like, that's weird. That's kind of obsessive. So I don't know. People just get on it. People be looking for clout. They just want to say stuff. And I'd be like, you're not making sense. But I think Cameron's situation is a prime example of why you need to resolve your issues because then when something comes and you get that trigger, you going completely left. And you went left to me at the wrong time. I mean, I ain't never heard DMX say nothing about Derrick Jackson. So why, you know, why are you saying something? If he felt the way enough, he could have said it while he was here on this side of the earth. I just think it's weird. And I tell people all the time, know your triggers and try to resolve them if possible. Some things are supposed to be triggers and they forever will be. But if your feelings got hurt because somebody said something to you in the third grade, it's probably time to adjust. What they mean? I don't like it. You don't like what? I don't know why I did it. But you know. <laughs> like, just you don't, don't like do what? it again. <laughs> just, you know. Or do a, a, a DM. I mean, you may get a little flack for sliding in his DM. But you know, just be like, hey, bruh. He must got a new album or something coming out. That's always the first thing that I think. <laughs> <laughs> you must got a single that you dropping or something. I ain't going to listen to it. So, for me this week, the people who need to mind their business are the people who tell black men how to be black men, who tell men how to be men, who tell women how to be women. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, if you minded your business, then you would learn and know and grow and show others how to be men or women or neither. Somewhere in between. Whatever you choose. And then we could all learn by example of how to live our best, highest, truest, loving self. Instead of living the self that's been judged, criticized, and be down by others. Mm -hmm. Just to meet an expectation. Drops the mic. That's who's minding their business. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Somebody that's minding their business or not minding their business is somewhere in these stories. I mean, unless some extra, like, whatever event happens, it's going to be somewhere rooted in these stories because that's where I have put my time for the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because somebody else told me today, told me, you do not be prepared. Yes, I do be. I do be. Okay. Well... Guys, we encourage you to definitely find a therapist. If you don't have one, this is not therapy. Um, but if you want to hire us. Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's coming. You know, if you yeah. want a private session, you know. <laughs> you know. Can, but um, for all intents and purposes, the podcast is not meant to be therapy or take the place of therapy. Um, if you need a therapy there are plenty of res- uh, therapists there are plenty of resources out there for yes. you to find um if you are having thoughts of harming yourself or harming others definitely call the nearest emergency or local emergency numbers there is also the uh suicide hotline as well and you are also able to take yourself um mm-hmm. to any medical facility boom um hospitals are the easiest mm-hmm. but um and tell them that you're having thoughts of harming yourself or harming others, and they will uh, get you taken care of to the best of their ability. Because mental health is real. We want you guys to take care of your mental health, and so we're here uh, to talk about that and hopefully give you whatever resources you need. If you have any questions, concerns, things you just want to ask, email us at something. At mindyourbusinesspodcast1 at gmail.com. The one is a numeral, not a word. So mind your business podcast one at gmail.com. As always, if you email us, it will always be anonymous. We will never put your your name or anything like that out on uh, on the podcast. We wouldn't do that. In the streets. In the streets. And also remember to like, share, and comment. Share. Like, share. Emphasis on share because that is how we reach those that we cannot reach ourselves. And yeah. We love you, we Mm -hmm. appreciate you, and Mm -hmm. we will see y'all next week. Next week.